Kings chapter 7 verse 1 to 20. And I told you last week that there was farming on the, in the land of Israel and people were killing their own children. It was so troubling and too disturbing. And the Bible said that the word of God came when things were not in position yet for a change. But God spoke and his word came to pass. Praise the Lord. In 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1 to 20. Let's read it quickly. Elijah said, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of flour will sell for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say, we'll go to the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will also die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. And if they kill us, then we die. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, not a man was there, for the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and drank and carried away silver, gold and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. Then they said to each other, we're not doing right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, We went into the Aramean camp and not a man was there, not a sound of anyone, only tethered horses and donkeys and the tents left just as they were. The gatekeepers shouted the news and it was reported within the palace. The king got up in the night and said to his officers, I will tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the countryside, thinking they will surely come out, and then we will take them alive and get into the city. One of his officers answered, Have some men take five of the horses that are left in the city. Their plight will be like that of all the Israelites left here. Yes, they will only be like all these Israelites who are doomed. So let us send them to find out what happened. So they selected two chariots with their horses and the king sent them after the Aramean army. He commanded the drivers, go and find out what has happened. They followed them as far as the Jordan. 
And they found the whole road strewn with the clothing and equipment from the Arameans had left and thrown away in the headlong flight. So the messengers returned and reported to the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. So a seer of flour sold for a shekel and two seers of barley sold for a shekel, as the Lord had said. Now the king had put the officer on whose arm he leaned in charge of the gate and the people trampled him in the gateway and he died. Just as the man of God had foretold when the king came down to his house. It happened as the man of God had said to the king, About this time tomorrow, a seer of flour will sell for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer had said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? The man of God had replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And that is exactly what happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died. Amen. Amen. I like it when they say, this is a reading of the Lord. Well, what do we say? Amen. This is a reading of the Lord. Amen. Uh, I started a series last week regarding the subject, it is time for our change. Amen. And I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time for your change. Uh, this, this word is a bit ambiguous because uh, some of us have already, we are already working in the dimension of change. But the, within the chain, there is another change. And that will be your portion. Hallelujah. It is going to receive permanency in the name of Jesus. Your change is not going to be temporal. If you don't like it, it can be temporal. But if you like it, God will sustain it for you in the name of Jesus. I told you last week that the first thing we need for our change is not that the environment is conducive for change, but the first thing that transforms change, that brings about change, is hearing the voice of God. I told you that hearing the voice of God is one's ability to identify divine opportunity. Your ability to know and be sensitive to the spirit of God, to discern and know when God is moving. It is not because the conditions of the environment is conducive for a change, but because God said it is ready for a change. If I I believe that God is going to bring a voice that will bring a change right now in the name of Jesus. The second thing we need to overcome change for us to actualize change apart from hearing the voice of God is overcoming fear. I told you that last week when you hear the voice of God the first thing the devil introduces into your life is fear. I pray that today fear will not limit you. Whatever fear has encompassed your life Fear is that human side that triggers the sensitivity of your life sensually. But I pray today God will overcome your fear with faith in the name of Jesus. I like it when I told you that God wants us to experience great move. And last week I read one of the quotes of William, uh, Marian Williamson where he said the deepest fear is not 
that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that others people won't feel in, will feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. Tell your neighbor, we are all meant to shine. As children do, we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. I'm so surprised that the glory is already in you. Come on, shine. Tell your neighbor, shine. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. What a rejoicing moment to know that there is rejoicing moment. That there is greatness in me. I believe it and if you believe it, it shall be your portion. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we deliberate, uh, the same word again. As we liberate, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I'm believing God that you will be liberated from captivity. You'll be liberated from stagnation. You'll be liberated from shrinking in the name of Jesus. I like it when she said that you're, you're pretending to be small. It's not helping you. You thinking that by you thinking you are small and behaving like you are small means that greatness. I, I, there was something I experienced many years ago. I was thinking that when even, don't you know that there is a default setting in your mind because of the way you were brought up? That even some, if somebody tells you you are great, you want immediately, you want to say, no, I'm not. If somebody tells you you are rich, you want to immediately pose a, a sign to show that you are not. But I pray for you today that nothing will limit you again. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know that what radicates our fear is our enlightened information. This is also known as what we call epignosis. This is the ethical and divine knowledge of God which is precise and correct. I pray that the epignosis that will elevate you will come upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more will fear limit you. No more will fear encamp you. You are coming out of fear to embrace your change in the mighty name of Jesus. I was so surprised last time when I heard a story about a man who came up with 7-Up drink. Those of you, I've not seen 7-Up drink in Europe. I've not seen it in UK before. But 7-Up drink is very common. It's a drink that is like Sprite. It tastes very nice. It is unique. That man, it is called seven up. I found out that the man tried seven times before he succeeded. He didn't allow failures the, seven, the sixth time to disappoint him. He rose up the seventh time and succeeded. And he said, because of what failure have done to me, and because of the success I've received on the seventh time, I will call the drink seven up. I pray that you will be up regardless of the number of times you try. He said that if I fall seven times, I will rise again. You will rise in the name of Jesus. Nothing will encamp you. Nothing will enslave you. Whatever fear is making you feel inadequate, insufficient, I pray today that you will see the salvation of the Lord in your life. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. 
I want you to know, everybody under the sound of my voice, you can be a child, you can, an ad, you can be an adult, but everybody wants to change. Those of us in school want to change. If we are in the second position, we want to change to be in the first position. Regardless of which position we are in, everybody wants to rise up. Everybody wants to move forward. He said, though thy beginning may be small, he said, yet thy, thy latter shall be greater. So every now and then, I aspire and inspire to be at the top. Therefore, I believe that there is change in me that will better my future, that will better the life of my family, that will better the life of my finances. It is my prayer today that you are rising for a greater change in the mighty name of Jesus. Change doesn't just happen. The power and the strength of change is not in change itself. Listen carefully. Change is not powerful in change, but rather it is in the preceding characteristics of the things that inform us that it is time for our change. The Bible said it was not the change that told the men with leprosy that it was time for them to rise. Most of you want to see before you believe. You want to hold it before you know that God will do it. But there are certain things that will tell you it is time for your change. And I believe that God wants to bring change in your life. Because sometimes if everybody can see the change that is in their life, that must manifest in their life. If everybody can see, then everybody can walk into their change. It is not everybody who walk into their change. Because change is not empowered by change. But change is empowered by something that doesn't look like change. I pray today that you will see what will trigger your change. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. Moses was the deliverer of the Israelites in Egypt. And the presence of Moses is the epitome, the embodiment, the personification of change. But when the Israelites saw Moses, they didn't see the change. They didn't realize the change because it was hidden in what we call mysterious. It's called, in the Greek or Hebrew word, it's called mysterion, which means the hidden in nature. I pray today that that which is hidden will become visible to you for you to walk in your change. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said that Elijah saw a cloud like a hand of a man but not knowing that hand is able to spread in the, in the cloud. It's able to spread in the sky and it is able to bring down rain. I pray in the name of Jesus anything that doesn't look like but I've got the ableness the ability to be able to bring in your change. May you see the strength in it regardless of his size, in the name of Jesus. I believe that business you are doing, that child you have caught, that business you are about to do, that investment you are about to do, it may look insufficient, it may not look hopeful, but I pray if that which will bring your change is that event, I pray that may you see it in the name of Jesus. There are some people who will come your way, that carries your change, but they will not come like people of change, but I pray in the name of Jesus. May God open your eyes to see beyond what men can see. That you will walk into the fullness of the relationship God is bringing on your life. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. The third thing I want to talk about is the first thing is to hear the voice of God. The second thing is to be able to sensitively and be able to reasonably understand spiritual opportunities. The third thing will be picked from 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3 to 4. 
He said, now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here till we war, till we die? If we say we will go into the city, the famine is there. And if and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let us go over the camp of the Aramea, Aramis and surrender. If they pay, I like it, I, I like the word, I don't know what some of the translators will say, if per chance. If they spare us, we will leave. If they kill us, then we will die. And one thing about this man is you have to understand that there were two sides. One side, they will die. The other side, they will die. Do you understand it? The side A, they will die. Side B, they will die. But side B has got another provision. Another alternative. And that is that they will leave. I pray for you. By human standard, both sides will die. But by divine mandate, what should have killed you will preserve your life. The third number three is for you, for you to actualize your change. Not only must you hear the voice of God, see opportunity, but rise up in the strength of faith to initiate your desired change. Number three, you rise up to war. You rise up in the strength of faith to initiate your desired change. I promise you there are many people who have heard the voice of God. They have seen the opportunity, but they fail to rise up. Today you are rising up. Change must always be initiated because it doesn't just show up. That is why if you want to better your life, you have to rise up to initiate your change. The Bible said that they said we have. Do you know that these men were at the, sit, at the city gate? They were there for years. They have been there for many months. They have been there for many days. And they didn't see the need to do anything about their situation. But when the voice of the prophet came. And the voice of God visited them. The Bible says why do we stay here now? There is something we have to rise up. If we don't rise up, we will still be perpetual in our situation. Our rising up is the expression of that which is taking place within us. If you, if you are sitting down and you rise up, the body is communicating with people that you have risen up. But your rising up is a sign of what inwardly is taking place. Nobody rise up with the body without an inner conviction. So the inner, the rising up is the sign of your inner conviction. There are certain characteristics that characterizes your rising up. And the Bible said that the reason why they rose up, number one, you saw them rising up, you heard them rising up. But the first thing that intrinsically took place in them was what we call inner discomfort. Or what I call inner discomfort or inner burden. They were there, they were not thinking of moving. But when the word of God came, when they saw divine opportunity, 
they came to uh, the place where they were comfortable. They became uncomfortable in, an, in a comfortable situation. But the Bible said they rose up. They said, this is not our place. We aspire for greater things. We can see greater opportunities. That is why you can be in the same environment with the same people and begin to see opportunity and begin to see the better future than others can see it. And because you can see it, I pray that you will walk into it in the name of Jesus. I remember a few years ago, I heard a story about chicken. There were chicken that were, there were some eggs that were that of the eggs of the chicken and the, and the eggs of the eagle. The, and this, this story said that this, when the egg were, were at, the chicken were just like the eagles. They started growing together and they started moving together. But once they ate the same food, they were doing the same thing. But once they began to grow, there were times the storm will come, the wind will blow, and the chicken will feel like hiding. But the eagle or the eaglet, they will feel like soaring with the with the wind. And what was making the chicken hide became the, the eagle became delighted in those storms. And by the time the eagle realized it was that which will cause them to soar and move higher than the chicken. I pray over your life. Maybe you are in the company of them that has not got a better future like you, like other people. But you carry the change of your family. You carry the change of your marriage. You carry the change of your environment. If you feel like you are not belonging to the lower level, then the lower level doesn't belong to you. If you are feeling discomfort, I remember a few days ago somebody told me, he said, I know where I am. The work I am doing, I know I deserve to move up. I said, if you are feeling it, it's a sign that that place is not your limitation. I pray today that your environment will no more limit you. That discomfort you are feeling in you is going to cause you to rise in the mighty name of Jesus. The inner discomfort, come on, say inner discomfort. Thank you, Jesus. He said, why do we stay here? Why? It's inner discomfort. The discomfort and the burden is that which empowers our rising for change. I was talking to somebody just two days ago. The person said, I don't know why, but this group of people, I think they want a particular job that will cause them to do things like this. But I don't know why, but I feel like I don't want to do that kind of job. I want to go for the higher one. Precious one, if you are feeling it, that is yours. I didn't hear a bigger amen. So when somebody rise up, you don't just rise up by rising up. You rose up because there was an inner discomfort. You believe you, be, you belong somewhere better. That is what distinguishes the leaders from the followers. Peter could ask questions that others will not ask. Peter will answer questions that others will not answer. Why? Because he's different. Praise the Lord. The second thing that causes you to rise up is change of your language. Speaking like a champion. He said, why do we stay here? Before they were all sitting down and quiet. But a language came upon them after the revelation came upon them. They said that their language began to change. He said, if we go here, we will fail. If we go here, we will succeed. Let's go to where we will succeed. Their language began to change. And when your change is coming, it starts with your language. Faith is a language. 
which faith, which is a word of God, brings about the power and the ableness to renew one mind. Because when the revelation of God comes, it changes your mind. It renews your mind. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it said, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And it's good and pleasing and perfect will is. You will walk into the fullness of God. In Jesus' name. They said to each other, why do we stay here? Why do we feel like this? I belong to the top. I know I delight in bigger things. Bigger things will come to you. Speak it. Tell your neighbor, speak it out. In Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21, it said the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Say a good thing. What do you lose if you say, listen, your mouth, your mouth, your lips can say big things. Why don't you just say, why do you choose to say small things? What would you lose when you say big things? Praise the Lord. I like it so much when one of the guys I met recently, he said, how are you doing, Benjamin? I said, I'm too good. I met another person, I asked the person, I said, how are you doing? He, he, he said, well, not too bad. I said, what nonsense is this? It means it is bad, but it's not too bad. I said, I'm too good. I am too good. And those people you say too good today, do you know what they say? Good. I didn't say I am good. I said, I am too good. When you get good and very good, which one would you take? So why would you say very good? And the person said, good. He said, no, 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 no. don't change my confession. I said, I am too good. I believe your situation will become too good. Your marriage will become too good. Your academic performance will become too good. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 141, verse 3. It's a set guard over my mouth. That was David talking. It's a set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lift. Don't let anybody say something nonsense to you. When they say something, ah, you are poor. They say, hey, don't take this confession away. I am not poor. Praise the Lord. So say the right thing. Let your inner conviction, your discomfort, when you come out of the place and people are looking at you like you are nothing, talk like you are something. And as you begin to talk like you are something, they will begin to realize you are something. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you are here? Point number four for your change. Let me have Second Kings chapter 7 verse 4. Verse 3 and 4. The third thing you need to do, the Bible said that they said to each word, these are plural. They said toward each other. Why stay here till we won't die? If we say, if we won't say, we will go, you see the plural there, we will go into the city and the famine is there. We will won't die. The third thing for, the fourth thing for you to do to cement and concrete your change is know that Change need teamwork. 
Your chain needs war. Teamwork. I like, I think I saw somewhere, they said, no man is an island. You, can, you have to depend on somebody for your chain. Check the Bible when God called Moses. God was the one who called Moses. But God called Moses, there was an Aaron. Jesus Christ brought transformation on this earth. But you can't talk about Jesus and not talk about the 12 disciples. You can't even talk about Jesus until you talk about Joseph and Mary. It means that you can't do it what? Alone. God will use people to what? To work around you. Let me have the acronym of, of, of team on the screen please. The picture. The acronym of team means together everyone achieve what? More. Together everyone achieve what? If you decide to stand alone, you will achieve what? Less. Praise the Lord. So they said, identifying people with like passion to move your chain forward. You have to identify people with like passion. When the, regardless of whoever was talking among the four, the other three consensus with them. They agreed with them. And they moved together in the strength of unity. If this ministry we are going to move forward, nobody can move forward exclusively and independently without having somebody to move with. Praise the Lord. There is nothing I like. I think, I think, I think that there were four because four means balance. One of the meaning of four is balance. When that is why your table has got four chairs, four, four legs. Your chairs have got four legs. Most of the things, the four cardinal points. Four means what? Balance. You have to balance it. For you to balance it, you cannot eat only protein. I'm happy, Dr. West is here. You can't only, only eat what? Carbohydrate. You have to eat a balanced diet. Praise the Lord. So for you to have a chain, for your chain to be balanced change, you need to know that you need people. Your marriage cannot work without your children. Your children will not survive without the father. The father will not survive without the mother. We need to work together in unity. The Bible said, how can two work together? Except they agree. These four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate, they wanted a change, therefore they had to be team members. Whatever change you are willing to experience, you cannot achieve it all alone. God will always use people to help us to actualize our change. Praise the Lord. Value and appreciate the people around us, around you. Let, let us all try and respect one another. These four men with leprosy respected one another. They valued one another. Praise the Lord. If you want to move forward and God has brought you here, we have to unite. We have to be together. No man or no woman is an island. Praise the Lord. Even God himself, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible said God himself knows the principle of teamwork. He said, then God said, let us. The word us is a plural. It's plural. Let us work. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You must know you cannot do it all alone. You will not succeed. You will not prevail. You must know that if you are here, you are a child or you are an adult. Don't think that whatever you want to achieve is excluding the people around you. 
you will need their support. Praise the Lord. They said to each other, let us go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Human effort. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Some of this change is powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Submit to the people around you. Tell your neighbor, submit to the people around you. Submit to the people around you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I want to plead with you. There are some people, if they are not in the same like-mindedness, you have to move away from them. You have to do all. Move away from them. And some of us, humanly speaking, we have become default in our mindset. This is a sad thing for me to say, but I'm going to say it. Listen, there are times that people, even in your family, are not the people you are going to unite with to get your destination. There are people, even in your marriage, it can be your wife, but you have to be able to detach yourself to be able to connect with the right source to move forward. The Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, the Bible talk about God said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household. Praise the Lord. There are times you have to move away and connect with the people who support what you support. Because there are times, I like it so much, when in, in, my, in my country, I, don't, I think most of us will resonate with this. There are times when you have firewood, in, 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 in the, in the, you put wood in the fire and that kind of thing. Immediately you pull one out, it begins to die. When you put them together, they begin to flame. When I take, if it doesn't matter how strong you are, when you don't have people supporting, standing with you, you will fade out. You will be discouraged. We have to become each other's keepers. We have to stand with one another. We have to unite in the fellowship there in God has called us. I don't know who you are, but I believe that God has brought you here for a purpose. And for the father, does somebody doesn't come from your country? Doesn't mean you can't become you can't become jointed with a person. And every time you meet people who are not from your country, or doesn't speak your language, or doesn't go to your school, or doesn't have this, you won't want to become disjointed with them. But I pray today that God will give you the divine alertness, the divine sensitivity to connect with the right people, regardless of your mental faculty. I'm going to run through this quickly. Number five. Say number five. I'm finishing right now. Number five. The next thing you need to know, apart from being getting teamwork, now you can have your teamwork, you can have everything. The fifth thing you need to know is divine intervention and divine ability to locate the tent with the, with the food, silver, gold, and clothes. The Bible said that when they rose up and they went, the Bible said that they were, they heard the voice of God. When they heard the voice of God, they saw divine opportunity. They were united. They had teamwork. But that is not enough. You need divine intervention. The Bible said that when they took the step, their steps was amplified. You can do the right business. But if God doesn't amplify with divine intervention. If God doesn't. Pre- the Bible said that the watchmen watch in vain. They are watching but they watch in vain. If the Lord does not watch over the city. You can do all the rightful things. But without God. It will amount to nothing. Not only would you have to receive divine 
intervention. But the Bible said, and I believe that there were so many tents. But this man entered into the right tent. And when they entered into the right tent, they saw food. They saw silver. They saw gold. They saw, uh, my brother, my sister, hearing the sound of my voice, you are about to enter into the right environment uh, for your change to manifest uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, for some of us who work in schools and organizations, there are times that uh, they will come for observations um, and I will be sitting down and there are certain people who enter into your class um, and those people, when they enter your class, they will fail you. Uh, and every Every now and then you have to trust God that the right people will come and into your dwelling. I pray today that you will receive that visitation in the name of Jesus. Human effort cannot be enough to manifest the glory of God. That was why the servant of the king said, if the God that you are talking about will open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing. It will not even be enough because he didn't know that there was divine intervention. We need God to amplify some things in our life. If a man or a woman will lep- if a ma- if this man with leprosy can have divine amplification in their step, I pray that every step you are taking will be amplified. Every move you take will be amplified in the mighty name of Jesus. Our pursuit for change. We must always know that we need the supernatural presence of God in everything we do to manifest our change. I pray today that God will magnify every effort of your life. In the name of Jesus, in Proverbs chapter 21 verse 3. 31. The Bible said that the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests in the Lord. The Bible said in the book of Proverbs chapter 21 verse 31, the message translation, it said, do your best, prepare for the worst, then Trust God to bring your victory. I know you have tried your best, but the hand of God is coming over your best to rectify every storm in the mighty name of Jesus. In Psalm 127 verse 1, it said, Except the Lord build the house, they labored in vain that builded it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen walked with wicked word, they wicked up in vain. I pray today, nothing of yours will be wasted in the mighty name of Jesus. It says in Romans chapter 9 verse 16 to 18. It says so then it is not of him that will it. Nor of him that run it. But God that showeth mercy. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh. Even so the same purpose. Have I raised thee up. That I might show my power in thee. That my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore as the mercy is it therefore has he mercy on whom he will have mercy and he will show kindness i pray today that may mercy locate you in the mighty name of jesus i'm finishing right now the word food means strength when somebody receives food it means strength when somebody receives clothing it means covering shame i pray today your shame will be covered when somebody receives gold and silver it symbolizes wealth power and spiritual connection I believe today you are receiving divine covering you are receiving divine strength in the mighty name of Jesus the last one and I'm finished number six the Bible said it said why do we stay here why do we keep it to ourselves and said to each other what are we, what we are doing is not what it's not right it said what we are doing is not what 
is not right. The last thing you need to know and to bear in mind when you want to change is that your change is not just for you. It's to help others. He said, why do we keep it? Some of you, God has blessed you and you are keeping it for yourself and your family and you have abandoned the things of God. You have abandoned your neighbor. It is about time you begin to know that God brought that change. You didn't deserve it. You were like the men with leprosy who did not have any chance to succeed and it was the doing of the Lord that brought them out far they have come. But my Bible said they decided to call on others. Is there anybody here who have been lavished by the graciousness of God and now has come to a place of rest? It's about time you begin to show kindness. It's about time you begin to lavish your praise and your glory to the Lord and begin to honor God with your substance and begin to bless others and put smiles on somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't keep it all to yourself. Right on your feet, I've finished. I can't finish it, I'll finish it later. Let me have the communion. Thank you. Let me have the communion. I'm finished right now. If I go from Matthew chapter 25, Matthew, to, Matthew 26, 26. Listen, you will rise. I didn't hear. I said, You will rise. Amen. You will embrace change. Amen. Change is coming to you. The Bible said, whilst they were eating, let me have the communion, please. And all the guys, listen, we are going to eat bread for strength. I want you to pray today. You've had all the three, all the six. I need my ear to be open to hear the voice of God. I need divine sensitivity to know opportunities. I need to team up. I need to move forward. I need to know that it is not just for me alone. I want you to pray for yourself to embrace a change right now. Begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. Lord, I need your strength. Lord, I need your power. I need your grace. Father, we bless you. Jesus. Make you body venal suta, ye gerosia, a ye kevatata in the name of Jesus. I need, I need a change. I need a change. That change will come to you. Jesus said, He took the bread and broke it. And blessed it. You need strength. That is the representation of the bread. The wine stands for spiritual nourishment. Whilst you are praying, let the bread and wine go round. I want you to pray. I need strength for my change. Change will not come to you because you wish for it. It will come because God has opened your eyes to hear a word. And God has given you strength to see. Precious one, change will not come to us until we rise up to walk into it. We have to create change in our environment. But you can't do it without strength. We can't do it without strength. I need your strength, Lord. Above all Walk into your change. Walk into your change. You are walking into your change. Your mind is getting renewed. Your mind is being empowered. 
you will succeed. Your children will succeed. The spirit of stubbornness is broken. Your change is coming. Your desire is coming to pass. The Lord caused it to keep. He He caused the promise to come to pass. The same way He said it. Thank you, Father. Above all kingdoms, Lord, we cry to you now. Father, we pray today. We pray for strength, the strength to walk into change. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. I want you to be praying. You will walk in the the discomfort you are feeling in you is a divine one. Like a rose trampled on the grass, you to the fall and told again, above all, Rise up in the strength of God. You will break through. You will succeed. You will prevail. Like a rose. Trampled on the ground. You to the fall. I pray over the bread that which symbolizes strength you will renew your strength like the strength of the eagle you will run and not become weary Amen. I pray that your body when we talk about health we are not talking about bodily health I'm also referring to psychological health I pray that your body will receive the strength it needs to move forward Amen. in its totality. Amen. Father, bless the bread, which is your body which was broken for us. Let the purpose be saved now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Something is happening in the stomach of somebody. God is healing somebody right now. Amen. The Bible says he took the wine and blessed it. I pray that the hand of God will come upon this wine. That divine nourishment will be our portion. In Jesus' name, have the wine. Whatever we need to move forward in the fervency of God, may we receive it now. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. May you never lack in anything good. Amen. May God bless you. May God increase you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Take your seat for two minutes. Hold your cup. Hold your cup. Let me have Minister O.K.'s gift here. Brother Adrian, come.